0: Namaste and welcome everybody to this uh, wonderful webinar we are having on Indic Feminism. This has been a seminar in the working for past one year. We had last year we had uh, Indic Day celebrations here in Chicago and that's when we started talking about it and Ram was the idea behind it and uh, we started planning for it but uh, it was supposed to be an in-person seminar here with the day-long activities and all that but due to the pandemic situation we are in we had to resort to this uh, format so but hopefully, uh, in future, we'll have more of these kind of in-person uh, uh, interactions later on. Um, before we start our uh, event, I would now request our friend out here, Nishant, one of our uh, coordinators, uh, to. Uh, get uh, to get his daughter to do the invocation of uh, devi and uh, deepam please ya devi sarva bhuteshu shanti rupena ya devi sarva shakti rupena samsthita ya devi sarva bhuteshu Matru Pena Sans Dita Yadevir Sarvabuteshu Budtiru Pena Sans Tita Namastasy 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 Namo Namaha. Wonderful, wonderful prayer. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, Before I uh, invite uh, Hari Kiranji, I want to quickly introduce my uh, friends here from uh, Indica USA, Nishant uh, and Ram. I think Nishant is going to be switching off from his uh, cell phone to the iPad mode, so he may come in later, but Ram, can you say hello to everybody, please? Hello, people. This is Ram, one of the chapter coordinators for Indic Academy here in Chicago. Um, I, I live in Chicago with my family, been here for quite some time. Looking forward to this uh, uh, seminar. And uh, like I said, Nishant is also one of our coordinators here in Chicago and uh, uh, very active uh, in our all our events. But I now take this opportunity to Invite Sri Hari, Hari Kiranji, founder of Indic Academy, to introduce us to the wonderful work we are doing all around the world. So, Hari Kiranji, your floor, please.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so one 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 person who talks loud is now shut up. So I, now I have an opportunity to talk loud. So so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I first want to announce uh, good news that Nishant and uh, Ram, uh, who are earlier um, Chicago uh, conveners, uh, we had requested them. Uh, they don't know about it yet, but Tautant and I, we just discussed and uh, we want them to play a national role uh, at Indica USA. Uh, they have been extraordinarily uh, hardworking in making uh Chicago chapter. And we thought that they should now look at uh, us as a as a, as a larger footprint uh, to direct their energies and attention so welcome to indica usa uh, national board uh, ram and nishant uh, thank, thank you for all the hard work that you uh, do for uh, indica usa
0: thank you it was a pleasant surprise i'm sure it was not scripted no a surprise <laughs>
1: thank you uh, yeah thank you Uh, So, uh, 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 a very warm welcome and uh, Deepaji, Suhaag, uh, my good friend Neha, Aditi, uh, Sahana and of course Preeti, uh, very warm welcome to you for this uh, seminar. We had actually also planned it, uh, uh, Neha uh, and uh, Aditi, we had also planned it in India sometime uh, last year. Uh, uh, on uh, Indigenous feminism. We we didn't call it Indic feminism. At that time, we called it Indigenous feminism. But then then again, because of COVID and other reasons, we couldn't work on it. So I'm glad that uh, this has taken uh, shape. I just want to uh, give you an overall uh, 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 summary of what's happening at uh, Indic Academy. Uh, COVID has actually uh, propelled us into uh, into a you know uh, into a different uh, uh, level altogether. Um, primarily because events uh, uh, we we did before COVID we did 496 events uh, in the last five years, um, and and post COVID uh, now uh, we we are doing a number of events. But basically the events part of it uh, is pretty much uh, made much more easier. But uh, just to take a step back, the way we are looking at uh, the way we are looking at uh, Indic Academy uh, right now is we are looking at thought centers. We are establishing thought centers, and we have uh, platforms, and we, we are nurturing through our grants so and uh, nurture fund. So broadly, there are three directions in which we are going, and uh, in thought centers, we have currently four uh, uh, thought centers. Uh, we have a thought center for inter-Gurukula and university center that's, that's and that's focused on bridging shastras and knowledge systems. And uh, uh, we have a center for soft power. Uh, uh, we we Suhaq, uh, knows about uh, she came for our conference also last year. Um, and that center for soft power is, uh, again, focused on promoting a culture uh, globally. Then we have uh, a center for indigenous sustainability. Uh, That is uh, headed by Rahul Goswami and uh, Bhiva Karmani. And then we are focused on regenerative agriculture, Ayurveda, and craft. We have now 11 uh, research scholarships uh, that we have announced, and that center is uh, uh, taken off. We have recently announced uh, um, uh, a center for Indic Law and Justice in collaboration with uh, P. Narasimha, senior counsel in Supreme Court. And uh, that is a a new initiative. We have two more centers in the offing. One is a center for consciousness studies and inner transformation. Uh, That center um, will be probably launching in a week's time. And then we also are establishing uh, with Rastram, we are establishing a center for cultural leadership. So these are the six centers that we bear. So that's one uh, activity. And each of these centers, we have a value chain. We have a value chain uh, in terms of first focused on research. We are uh, announcing a lot of research fellowships. We have announced about 80, awarded about 40 uh, research fellowships. So research is the primary fountain head. And then from research, we transfer to publica- publications, publications to courses, courses to events like seminars, webinars. And from events, then we also look at networks and collaborations. So that's the value chain of a thought center. Uh, we also have platforms. Uh, which are basically focused on uh, platforming other uh, others' content, uh, uh, either uh, domain-specific or audience-specific. For example, we have a platform called Indic Book Club. Uh, we have a platform called Indic Today. Uh, we have a platform called Indica Yoga, uh, Advaita Academy, uh, and uh, we have a platform called iGen Plus, which is focused on uh, children. So, and now we have a platform called Indica Pictures, uh, Indica Pictures. In fact, we are uh, doing a, a, a film Utsa, uh, which is an Indic film Utsa. This is the first time this is this such a uh, uh, initiative has been undertaken. We have more than 800 entries. Now we have shortlisted 80. It's uh, from November 12th to 15th. So these are all the platforms. And then we also nurture uh, through our grant scheme. So that's the broader uh, direction in which uh, uh, Indic Academy is growing. Um, and uh, particularly uh, uh, in terms of, uh, we, we are also uh, becoming an institution in the sense that we are establishing governance structure. So we have a governing council that we have, we have, and we have an academic council. Uh, we also have a, a, a proactively established an a, a environment, a, a social and governance council. And this is a very important uh, initiative. And this ESG council, uh, as you know, all the large corporates are talking about all the funds and all that. They are all talking about ESG investing, and, and that's a very big thing. But we have proactively started for an NGO itself uh, 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 ESG, and uh, Sumedaji is a part of that. Uh, Aditi is a part of that. Uh, our idea is in the ESG council to uh, uh, to to focus on governance is of course one, but focus on environment. Focus on the social issues. So the social issues uh, in India are, 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 are uh, you know, on, the, on the women issues, LGBTQ issues, um, uh, Dalit issues, interfaith issues. These are the four areas. Uh, Aditi is looking at the interfaith uh, issues. ji is looking at uh, the women issues. And uh, uh, governance, we have uh, uh, Sundari ji. So this is how we have uh, now uh, looking at ESG uh, Council. Um, We have now 30 uh, chapters around the world. Uh, We have a team of more than 100 volunteers working. So that's broadly what uh, um, uh, Indic Academy is uh, uh, today. Um, uh, Just in terms of the uh, various initiatives uh, over the last five years, you all are aware, we have taken several initiatives, but in, in more in specifically, uh, some of the things uh, uh, are in terms of uh, rituals we have done uh, 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 a conference indigenous environment we have done a conference uh, we had more than a, a, a two day conference we had more than uh, 30 speakers so that is again an intervention uh, that we had made uh, and and this conference uh, uh, is a very important uh, this webinar is a very important uh, topic all of you uh, are aware of uh, uh, the importance of this, so I won't go down too much into that. Sumeeta Ji will talk about it. Uh, our our commitment to this uh, is that we've also given a grant to a good friend uh, Naha, uh for her uh, pioneering work in the in this space. So uh, so we are very much committed to addressing the issues uh, from our side. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> we start with the basic thing of what is. Feminism in the Indian context, and we start from there, and then that's why we have this adjective called the Indic feminism, and, and, and that's a, that's a, that that adjective will 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 clarify the 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 feminism part of it in India, and and the speakers here will uh, elaborate uh, in in more detail. So I once again uh, warmly welcome you to this webinar, and we have a, a fantastic panel for discussion, and our curator Sumedha Jis, Uh, I'm sure is going to lead and weave the whole uh, thing together. Thank you, Sumedha Ji. Thank you so much.
0: Now, I would like to invite uh, Sumedha Ji, who is heading this uh, uh, effort here with Indic Feminism, to take it from here. Sumedha Ji.
2: Thank you, Aftans. Thank you very much, Harigiran Ji, for giving this background and for agreeing to be here, in spite of how late it is in India. A very warm welcome to all those who have gathered for this webinar, a very warm welcome to all the team, the co-panelists, and I think we're going to have a very interesting, informative, intriguing, and learning couple of hours in front of us. So before I start on the introduction, a couple of house rules. So we're going to have eight-minute talks by each of the panelists on their chosen field of work, after which we will have a panel discussion on the modern context, the contemporary paradigm of their work, where everyone will speak, people will question, we will question each other, and we hope to have a very interactive and learning environment for that. And remember, all those who are participants in this seminar, you can put your questions in the Q&A box. We will look at those questions. If we can answer them within the panel discussion itself, We will do that, but we will also have a 20 minute Q&A session only for audience questions right at the end after the panel discussion. So I hope that takes care of the house rules and tells us what we are going to today. So now what about the topic, Indic feminism? What is Indic feminism? What is feminism for that matter? And why do we add Indic to it? A little bit of history here, not too much. The word feminism comes from France. And it was uh, an intellectual called Olympe Tabouj, who in 1791 wrote the first declaration of the rights of women. And it is here that Western feminism was actually birthed. Now, of course, they try and make everything into proto-feminism, but that's a kind of uh, post facto thing. It is here in Europe in the 18th century that feminism was birthed. And in the 19th and first part of the 20th century was first wave feminism. What was it? It was against the church and state. It was against those policies of the Christian and Protestant church which were anti-women. So they had no rights to their bodies, they had no rights to property, they had no suffrage rights, and they fought for all these things in Europe, mostly. So therefore, it is all in the crucible of European history and politics. Then we come to the 1960s and to second wave feminism, where it became all about culture, power and politics. The personal became political. And it was Simone de Beauvoir, it was Jermaine Greer, it was Betty Friedan, it was Dorothy Smith. These were the people who were the flag bearers of second wave feminism. In fact, the impact of books like Betty Friedan's The Feminine Mystique cannot be overstated. Most people would not have heard of it in India, but they know what is there in it. Unfortunately, we have taken a lot of it onto ourselves without really querying the sources. Now, this was mostly a feminism of white, Christian, well-off women. So there was bound to be a blowback against this. So this was the third wave, a critique of this essentialist feminism. So then this brought in the voices which talked of gender, which talked of gays, lesbians, gender fluidity, etc. It also brought in non-white, non-Christian voices. So you had the feminism of colored women, the feminism of islam so islamic feminism and the discussion about the burqa etc now this is all very interesting but have you are you all missing something are you all missing the voice of 15% of humanity 15% of humanity which comprises of the hindus in the world 600 million women and no voices no voices of these 600 million hindu women This entire theoretical framework that I have narrated to you has this huge, huge gap. And this gap can be filled only by us, only by us, Hindu women, Hindu feminists who are working in this area. We must speak up for ourselves, but we must note yet another thing. And what is that? The space for Hindu women, for Indian women, Indic women has been captured. And captured by whom? Captured by the Marxist feminists. So they speak for all of us. And they speak in a voice which we do not recognize. Because for them, it is all about conflict. It is all about power. It is all about men versus women. And it is all about Vedic, traditional, Shastric, Indic paradigms being traditional, regressive, even dangerous, and absolutely ready to be thrown out hook, line, and sinker, and to be replaced by the modern, progressive, Marxist outlook. That is what this webinar is all about. We are going to strike a blow for ourselves. We are going to reclaim that space which belongs to us, to 600 million Hindu women. And we are going to, as you will see, our wonderful panelists are all amazing women who have done work in different areas, both uh, both practical, political, theoretical, research. They have done work in all these areas and you will be hearing from all of them. A a couple of notes here. One note on why Indic feminism. Some people have been reacting on social media and asking, feminism is uh, a toxic word. It has baggage. So why do you use it? Our answer is, and we have discussed it amongst ourselves also, that feminism is a word with across-the-board recognition. And it is also a word which has become associated with certain very toxic behavior and toxic policy making. We wish to reclaim this word too. And we wish to make it an Indic brand of feminism. Feminism is the attempt to put women at the center. So we will put women at the center in our own way. We will use this word till we have the narrative firmly in our own hands, after which, you know, we can come to a consensus about what we want to call it. There are a number of options and we will set our own narrative once we have it firmly in our own hands. Right now, we are just trying to spark off a discussion, spark off an intellectual ferment, spark off a practical ferment so that we do things our own way. And before I move on to inviting the speakers, there is something that I must speak of. We must today remember Hansa Jeevraj Mehta. She was a lady who lived in the early uh, 20th century And even though everything was stacked against Indian women, she did put in a blow for women's rights. She did put in a blow for Indian women. That was her picture that you saw on the flyer. None of us, by the way, it was the picture of Hansa Jeevraj Mehta. So as the Indian delegate on the UN Human Rights Commission, she was the one who changed the language of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights from all men are created equal, which Eleanor Roosevelt wanted to all human beings are created equal. Thus, voicing a blow, just this voicing the point of view of women. So she later also went on to become the vice chair of the UN Human Rights Commission. And she is uh, one of the women who we can think of who did strike a blow in her own way, even when none of us had any voices. Today we have a voice and today we are going to speak. That's what we are here for. Now I will go on to, each of our panelists. I will separately invite all of them to speak and they will be speaking on a whole spectrum of topics. You are going to find all these topics very, very interesting.